you know, as Christians, we have to understand and, and be real with where we are. That's what we have to see first, individually. And what where our mindset is and what we desire. Eric the Addisons. I think what God is really calling us back to, it's those individual personal revivals in our own lives where we're like, oh Lord, what have we done? We have minimized you. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. As the church, man, we should be on the forefront yes. of making disciples, of indoctrination and godly things. If we don't train our kids, they will not be able to stand. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Erin Addison's. On American Family Radio. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And uh, D. Youngblood and J. Macron tap to help us navigate the show. I was going to make a joke. I, You know, I always take a risk. I don't know if people, you know, I was going to say sweet victory called in black because it's Juneteenth. So she, <laughs> she was like, I'm not working on Juneteenth. Oh, um, man. <laughs> She doesn't like me now. Like, that's it. That is it. It's that's it. Uh, no, but actually, believe it or not, <laughs> interestingly enough, I want to talk about Juneteenth, and and I want to talk about Juneteenth. Um, hopefully, in a way that is informative and that is um, instructive for us as the body of Christ. So today's topic is we should talk about Juneteenth. Like I just don't mm-hmm. understand why there are certain topics that Christians. Um, because of the current climate that we're in, feel like we can't talk. We can't talk about that. Like, you know, we don't want to, you know, I I don't know. It's like we've all almost been told, here are the things that fall within your purview. Here are the things that Mm. you get to have some commentary on. Mm -hmm. And and then also, by the way, here is what your commentary is. Yeah. Uh, I disagree with that. I think that we need to show up um, with the truth of who God is, and we need to show up and look for the opportunities for uh, a gospel on ramp in people's lives. And one of the things I was thinking about this as I was preparing for the program and just thinking about some of the things that we do. And and will the great please help me unpack this, like kind of mm-hmm. work through this in a conversational style. But one of the things that really uh, I don't know, I, I feel disappointed about when I think about how Christians decide to engage Mm -hmm. and when I say Christians that's what I mean when I say the we we need to talk about this I'm talking about my chief affiliation which is with the body of Christ unapologetically okay Um, so we need to be able to engage culture and but what I think we often do is instead of first consulting God's word and trying to discern opportunities that would arise from things happening in culture. Like you saw Paul do this regularly, right? Like just start with kind of where people are, uh, start with their cultural norms and then try to route them to the gospel. Mm. Like, I mean, there was no daylight between his doing this and what, like how we are expected to also engage. Right. So, so you would see Paul doing things like this. Um, But instead of us, starting with God's word and discerning and asking the Lord to lead us in all of our engagement, what we usually do, and this is where I want to get your input on this. Mm -hmm. What we usually do is we look for the position of our more common affiliations, Mm -hmm. which I feel like should be the body of Christ. I feel like that should be like, okay, in the body of Christ and the word of God as in fueling our identity. Like this is how we are defined. This is how we now align because of God's word. Um, We, we line ourselves up against God's word. We call it the straight edge. What happens is people look for 
what are their actual common affiliations. So you might say, well, what does my denomination say on this? Mm. And then and then you just go to that denominational position. Yeah. Or you might say, even even working it down, you might say, well, we're a part of this denomination, but what what is our church saying? Like, what is mm. my pastor saying on this issue? And so then we take that position. Yeah. Or you might say, what does my political party say on this issue? Right. And so then you take that position. Or you might say, what is my preferred uh, uh, social media platform saying? Like, what's the buzz happening around people that I respect? Mm-hmm. Right. So whatever they're saying, then that's what I want to be found saying. Yeah. Um, I've talked about this before. I just I I just don't think that that is yeah. uh, genuine living for a Christian. Right. No, I agree. I agree. I think um, when it comes to identity and affiliations and all of that for the Christian, first and foremost, should be our uh, identifying with Christ and yeah. his uh, body, you know. Yeah. Um, and I think there's no other answer to that. Like that's mm-hmm. that's it. Now, these other things that you bring up, they, while they may be important for certain situations or whatever, sure. or, or they, they're not something to be cast off, you know, unless we have fallen into idolatry. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think it should for the Christian, uh, the default should be number one. I am a Christ follower. I yeah. identify with the the body of Christ, the the believers, Amen. and and so on every issue, no matter what it is, that has to be first and foremost and yeah. preeminent. And I think there's no other um, like there's no there's nothing else. You know, there's no other standard. There's no other uh, way that I, I feel like a Christian can go. Yeah, like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lead with these other affiliations now, and right. and I think you would agree with me on this that there are some positions that um, we exist in different groups, okay, and and we know right. this, right? So right. there are things that you do for a living. Um, there's maybe your family structure, your family makeup, and so you you are a part of these different groups, and and that's just it just is, okay. Yeah. Um. So there there will be times where you will find somebody helping you express what you have arrived at based on God's word. You, you will find someone who maybe is a communicator or a writer. And so you'll, you'll quote that person. You'll say, man, so-and-so said this. And I Mm -hmm. agree with that. I feel like it kind of articulates what I, what I felt, what Mm -hmm. I was discerning, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. The problem that I have though, is that people lead with, the columnist first, Mm. like they lead with their associations first rather than saying, you know what I mean? Like rather than saying, okay, wait a minute, hold on a second. Um, Does the Bible provide for us any opportunity to speak to these issues happening in our culture? Can we speak with great clarity and boldness? Mm -hmm. Because sometimes I shy away from clarity because when people say clarity, it's like they're (laughs) saying like, but don't hurt people's feelings. No, Uh I, I, I want clarity to mean what it actually means. Yeah. Clarity, yeah. which means if you ask me to restate what I'm saying, I'm saying what I'm saying, yeah. right? Like that's clarity yeah. for me. Like I, here is what I'm saying. Don't misinterpret it, but I'm not going to like make it something else so that you feel better about life. Right. Um, so, so what I wanted, what, what I wanted to do today mm-hmm. was just kind of have a conversation around Juneteenth and how might Christians, how might Christians discuss Juneteenth Mm -hmm. as it's a national conversation. When I was growing up, Juneteenth was not like a national conversation. Right. Not from the place where it said something about what you think on other issues when you talked about it. Right. But as everything has turned out in our culture, that there are these like, there are these uh, 
for be- lack of a better way to express it, there are these buzz positions mm-hmm. that we can take on issues that are supposed to tell people everything you think about everything else. I hate mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. I hate that because people are dynamic, right? Like mm-hmm. we can say, well, I agree here, but I disagree there. Right. I think what that that person said there, I think that's true. Now, I disagree on this, but we can't do that anymore because you've got to you've got to pick one note. And it's not God's word, unfortunately, mm-hmm. in our culture today. You've got to pick one note. And that is your song that you are allowed to sing. And if if you sing the other person's song, then it must be a ballad of descent from the previous song that you were right. singing. Like now you're on this side. But yeah. But see, that's why it's so important to lead uh, with Christ. Yeah. Because for the Christian, we don't have to succumb to that. Like no, you know, no, we like should not. The herd mentality and just saying what everybody else is saying because yeah. that's what's that's the statement that's, that's been the being made. That does not apply. I feel like to me as a Christian, I'm first going to go with what the word of God says. Mm -hmm. And if it's different from what you're saying, I'm saying what the word of God is saying. Yeah. And so that's going to automatically put me on the outside of what everybody else is saying. Yeah. And we have have to deal with it as Christians and be like, hey, this is what it is. Exactly. It's like everybody else believe what they believe and they're adamant and and they stand firm. Right. Well, we believe in what the word of God says and and we stand firm on that. Yeah. (laughs) We're going to say that. And, and, and there are going to be times that what we say is going to be echoed by people that we normally disagree with, right? Mm -hmm. We normally Mm -hmm. don't agree with these people, Mm -hmm. but if they're speaking truthfully, Mm -hmm. right, then, then, yeah, okay, we're going to crisscross there. I'm going to, yeah, you're going to, you're going to fall on the side of truth because that's where I'm falling. That's what I'm trying to communicate. But the thing that I feel like has happened with Juneteenth, and this has been happening for several years, so some of this will be a little bit repetitive, but what I've observed happening with Juneteenth is that as with anything, right, it has been kind of like co-opted. It's been grabbed to make a statement. And the Juneteenth celebration has been um, just like snatched. And now it's become a declaration of some sort of woke position. Uh, It's become a declaration that, um, that the United States of America is systemically racist and evil and, and all of these things that historically Juneteenth, and I'll just, just straight up, right. When I was growing up, Juneteenth was like, there, there would be some people who would gather. Now, I guess it depends on where you lived, right? Like where you grew up. And, and I'll say to, to um, one of our listeners, um, Brother Carl, he said Juneteenth is actually a Texas holiday and has been changed into something that it was not meant to be. You yeah. Know? And so to 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 that point, it began as a Texas holiday. Yeah. It be- so to that point in Louisiana, you know, growing up, I I never really heard of it, you know, until just in, in buzz terms. Yeah, it just was just kind of like, terms. but it was it was not something that it was like, okay, we need to nope. celebrate that. Nope. You know, it was just like, OK, I, I didn't actually know what it really meant at that time. You know, no, was, not when you're as a kid. OK, so unfortunately, <laughs> let me just say this. And this is going to be kind of like a weird example to use because of the current argument that is being made about Juneteenth. Mm-hmm. And part of the part of the um, the grading that is happening, like the oh, why is this happening with Juneteenth, which I think is unfortunate for this for this celebration, um, is that. It's being seen as Juneteenth, the black people's July 4th. 
I think that right. is so unfortunate. That, I, I really think yeah. that is so unfortunate because yeah. it says, again, it to me, it <laughs> perpetuates this idea that it black divides. Americans are not Americans. It like, divides the country. It, like, it, it, you, it, you don't have yeah. black Americans if you don't have July 4th. <laughs> right. Yeah, so, like, if, so, yeah. so, like, what, what, okay, but see, there you go being a simpleton, right? Like, you just, you and, have to have, you know. Yeah, and to say anyway. that that mindset of Juneteenth divides the country that the way that it does is being presented you know and i think that's the aim i think that's the aim but i'll tell you i think that there's another um i think there's another unfortunate consequence of allowing these conversations to happen where christians say well we just don't want to get into that like can't we just no mm. i i think there's an opportunity for us to to that's see good. this holiday, to see the celebration of the historical celebration of it mm-hmm. and and understand the history of it and see an on ramp for the gospel. When mm. you talk to people like, mm. you know, we, man, we have missed some opportunities because we've allowed for the polarization mm-hmm. to incapacitate us. Mm-hmm. Like, so we say, well, I can't I'm I'm not going to talk about that because, gonna leave it you know, alone. it's just that's a hot topic. Yeah. It's like, OK, well, you know what other topics do you want to talk about? Like what, what other, to- like, you know, yeah. you want to, you know, so anyway, so here's the, here's the deal. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the um, historical fact of Juneteenth and understanding the, there's some, there's some symbolism that can be drawn on from this. There's some um, metaphor, if you will, that I think if people understood what Juneteenth is, mm-hmm. And stayed away from like, hey, I'm making a statement about this by saying this, like just 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 shot straight. Um, I think that there are opportunities for people's eyes to be opened. Right. So mm. so in order to do that. And and by the way, I was listening to our news. Um, there was a spot from a Fox News guy and I thought, man, he kind of summarized it perfectly. Right. Like that's exactly what <laughs> happened. So you've got the Declaration of Independence, which, by the way, it was the second version. There was a preliminary preliminary version of the Declaration of Independence that Abraham Lincoln drafted over several days. And I was reading about this and I thought I was just fascinated by this, um, that he was very thoughtful about what would happen in this country with the abolition of slavery and very careful about what the repercussions would be, both among the the Union states and the Confederate states. And um, and I really, you know, I see in this really the the um the superintendents of the Lord, right? Mm, mm. Yeah. The the Lord superintending, let me say it that way. Uh, The sovereignty of God. That's what I'm looking for. I see the sovereignty of God. And so with this first draft of the declaration, I say the declaration of, I meant to say the emancipation proclamation. Did I say that? Anyway, the emancipation proclamation, there was a preliminary version of it that went through several rounds of being edited so that, the objective of seeing slavery come to an end and seeing the civil war come to an end could be achieved. And so I want to talk about that and then talk about how we got Juneteenth and then talk about the gospel opportunity that Juneteenth actually is. Aaron the Addison's American Family Radio. Stay right there. Who's going to take the lead by putting the life on
Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and it's Jimmy Levy with Take the Lead. I really like that. I haven't heard that before. Yeah. Did you just discover that? Like, what, Yeah, I mean, yeah. I've been looking around. I feel like I get introduced to music listening to this program. <laughs> um, I like that. I have to uh, check out this artist. Is he a new artist? Do you know? Well, I, I, I've been looking him up, and he okay. actually was on American Idol at one point, and I've been kind of trying to check out his testimony to see if he's legit. And it seems yeah. like he went through a stint where he was out there in the world doing music and stuff like that, but God saved him. Wow. And now he's, yeah. So, wow. Great. Yeah. Okay. I like his voice. I like yeah, his voice. Like, it sounds like his good. Voice. I'll, cool. I'll check him out. I wasn't familiar with his name, but I'll, I'll check him out. Um, we're talking about Juneteenth. We should talk about Juneteenth. Christians should talk about Juneteenth. And I'm going to uh, scripturally kind of support my position, not kind of, I'm going to scripturally support my position that there is an on-ramp for the gospel mm. and the discussion of Juneteenth, how you can have people who are emancipated and it take almost two years for them to learn that they are actually free and then can be actually liberated, actually freed. And I think it's very interesting that we have shied away from having this conversation because it's become politicized and it it seems to indicate somebody's poll. Like it, it says, this is where you stand. This is This is on every other issue. If you believe that Juneteenth, should be celebrated Mm -hmm. or acknowledged. Mm -hmm. Now, I want to say this, and I want to be very clear. I think it's ridiculous. Well, and partly, I think one of the reasons we've gotten here is because we live in a time where there are some people who have a vested interest in keeping us divided over our skin color, over ethnicity, and over culture. And so those people, wherever they find a vacuum, they move in, right? Right. And so if you've got people who are just like... June 10th, you know, and I'm not talking about that. Then then you've got other people who say, oh, see, because <laughs> right, right. racism. Cause, yeah. And, and then it's an easy grab. <laughs> it's an easy grab. They're like, OK, you're not going to eat that. So then they take it. And then not only and they don't they don't stop at just saying, oh, you don't want to talk about it because racism, they actually take it and then mold it and shape it into something that it never was. So mm. on the eve of um, of June 19th. Uh, 1863. So you think of like New Year's Eve, right? You've got black people who are gathered and are praying because they've gotten word that the Emancipation Proclamation is going to be signed, right? And that slaves are going to be freed in this country. And so where are they gathered? They are gathered in churches. It's like a watch night service. And people who have grown up in a what is called commonly called culturally black church context would understand this, a watch night service where mm-hmm. they're they're at church all night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> people like people do that? Yes. <laughs> They do. Also called shut-ins, which sounds illegal, <laughs> but that's what that's what we did. It's a shut-in, and yes. what are you doing there? You're praying, or or as 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 the elders you're in the face said, Unitarian. Okay, yes. we're locking the doors. <laughs> Everything you need is right here. Well, mm. I got nope. Jesus is here. Everything you need <laughs> is right here. But you have this in 1863, where you've got. Um, 
black people, both freed and enslaved, who have gathered to pray because they are asking the Lord for freedom. They're asking the Lord for freedom. Now, how do you get to this place, except that you also at the same time, you have white Americans who are also invested in the freedom of black Americans Mm. like you. This is an opportunity for us to talk about this. Like we don't have to shy away from this. This is our history. This is our collective history where we all get to comment on what God was doing. Right. On how God was also advancing and building his church. I think there are a lot of people who would like to talk about Juneteenth and not talk about the spiritual implications of it. Mm. There are a lot of people. And when we absent (laughs) ourselves from the conversation, we tell them that it's unnecessary Mm. to talk about the spiritual implications of Juneteenth. You, You cannot have a gospel conversation and not talk about freedom. You, you can't have a gospel conversation and not talk about slavery. Man, but that's isn't that typical of what happens with these things? Like it does a uh, like trying to separate it from the spiritual aspect and what God yeah. is doing. And like there's a hijacking of and making it into something that's not that's I mean, that's done over and over and over, over again. and over again. And and here is where you see it. You see it when I I say a natural conversation, maybe natural is not the right word, Mm -hmm. but I'll use it here for lack of a better one at the moment. But I I feel like you see it and it's most pronounced when there's a natural conversation that Christians should be invested in. Mm -hmm. And then we but we keep silent because Mm -hmm. the culture told us you don't have any place to stand here and talk Mm -hmm. about this. You know, I, I really don't think that there are many places where Christians cannot speak intelligently on issues because the Bible teaches us that we have everything in the Lord. He has provided for us everything that pertains to life and godliness. So if we know those things, Mm -hmm. right, if we are privy to those things and the Lord made it so that we would be, why wouldn't we show up in the places where we are? Okay. And just be faithful in those places. I'm not saying that we need to, you know, create marches or create whatever. I'm, I'm saying why not in the places where we are, why wouldn't we show up with the truth? Mm-hmm. Like, why wouldn't we discuss that? So on a day where people are celebrating Juneteenth, it's difficult for us to sort of like wade through all of the polarization of it. And I understand that. Like even some of the articles I was reading, I watched this one uh, news clip with, um, oh my goodness, what's the girl's name? She was the communications director for Bernie Sanders she is she oh, has a bald head. I forget I her. Simone. Simone Sanders, I think, is her name. And I was watching this clip of her. It seems like MSNBC has um trusted her with the program. And so <laughs> I was watching anyway. Um I it's, it's their footage, okay? They can do what they want. Uh, but she was talking about so she went to the African American History Museum and um she was talking about why Juneteenth is so important. And one of the points that she was making was because, you know, there there are constant moves to erase this history. And w- when I listen to her, mm-hmm. you know, what I'm yelling at my computer screen <laughs> is, no, there are constant moves to revise mm, this history. Come on. And That's, you're a yep, part of it. Yep. You actually are a part of it. You've got people who think that they are doing um, some sort of service to black people by trying to erase the spiritual heritage of enslaved Americans in this country. Like trying to erase the fact that they cried out to the Lord for freedom. Mm. Now think about this. This is exactly what happened. This is the prayers of the Israelites that stacked up to God and he sent them a redeemer. 
He sent them someone to go and set them free, right? This is shadows and types, mm-hmm. okay? Now you think about Joseph. You think about Joseph who is sold into slavery. Again, shadows and types. You think about Joseph slow, sold into slavery and the Lord uses that pain. The Lord for a long time uses that pain to bring about his plan and his purpose. And Joseph is able to say that to his brothers. Mm. What you meant for evil, mm. the Lord God meant for good. Yeah. Now, we can't have that conversation because we let people tie our hands that we can't talk about slavery. We can't. It existed. Like it originated but, but, here. But America didn't originate <laughs> that. Like, I just, man, like, I'm just like, be man. free, people. Like, be free. And then free. Christians, I'm like, come on. Do you remember the children of Israel? <laughs> remember Joseph? Remember? Like, like, I mean, your Bible lessons growing up. I mean, come, My goodness. I mean, anyway. So you've got 1863 <laughs> that happens, and then you've got uh, the Confederate-controlled areas of the country where the slaves that are within those borders are not able to be free. Then in uh, 1865, you've got 2,000 Union troops who arrive in Galveston Bay, Texas. Uh, they're under the leadership of Major General Gordon Granger, and they announce to them, y'all is free. Okay, y'all, y'all, can, <laughs> y'all can go. Okay, um, this is incredible. And this is an incredible on-ramp for the gospel. Like mm. when you ask someone the question, you say, can you imagine being free but not living in that freedom? Mm. Can you, right? Man, you already see on. where I'm going. You, want, you already <laughs> see where I'm going my with this, right? Like, my... I know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> get my organ out. These, these are organ <laughs> moments. Like these are like, dun, dun. like you know. Yeah, I, I, you know, growing up, I could I could hear a pastor <laughs> saying, "I wish I had somebody who wanted freedom," you know, and and then coming mm. back to Jesus, yes, coming, and this is where the liberation theology that began to pervade the black church mm. became profoundly insufficient for really telling the story. Like yeah. it's not free unto oneself; it's free as Moses was sent that you may come and worship me free to come to me, right? That Mm. you are set free from the snare of death. You are set free from the being a slave to sin and all of these things. And so anyway, as I was looking at this and I was just thinking about the gospel and how clear the gospel is. And I was thinking about how the apostle Paul uh, would start with where people are. Okay. I I see that you guys are very religious, you know, and Mm. you even have this monument to an unknown God. Like you don't want to offend even the gods you don't know, you know, (laughs) let me proclaim to you who you don't know. Let me tell you who he is. Right. First of all, he doesn't dwell in your temples and he's not made with human hands. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you think about that. Why would we absent ourselves from an opportunity Mm. to tell people who want to have a national conversation about freedom. By the way, this is also a July 4th conversation. If you want to have it, like Mm. put your hot dog down, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like put, put down that delicious BBQ and coleslaw. (laughs) And like, if you freedom begs for a conversation about what Jesus Christ has done, if you really believe that you were in actual bondage, if you really do believe that you were actually in chains that you were slaves to your sin mm. because this is what the Bible teaches us, right? So in that way, all of us can identify uh, with this slavery. Mm. All of us can identify. I mean, you think about what the apostle Paul wrote in um, Romans, Romans, is it Romans seven? I think it's Romans seven mm-hmm. where he's talking about how the, the things, things he doesn't are, want. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. This, this, this law of sin, 
right? That held us hostage, right? That held us captive, that we, the things we didn't want to do, these are the things we're doing, right? And the things we want to do, we just can't find it in ourselves to do these things. Mm. But what is the remedy? What is, what does the apostle Paul say by the leading of the spirit of God? Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God, right? That Jesus Christ has Mm -hmm. set us free from this law. Oh, there's freedom again. Mm -hmm. There's, there's freedom again. But here's what it requires for us to be able to get to these conversations and culture. Number one, it really requires belief that what we have accepted and what we believe we really believe that is true. Like, because that allows you to go into the fray with a certain confidence that like, man, this is a natural connection for me to make for you. Like if, if I'm going to have a conversation, which I haven't done it today, but I think I might after this program, honestly, um, (laughs) have a conversation with our kids about Juneteenth then I want them to understand how this holiday becomes an on-ramp for the gospel. So it's only going to grow because there are groups of people who've been able to turn this into something that it's not right. right? And then you get, you get, you get President Joseph Biden who gets to, you know, (laughs) (laughs) to recognize it as a federal holiday Mm -hmm. there, thereby um, enshrining his position that see, they want to put y'all in chains, but I set you free again. Oh my goodness. That's that come you on, let man. let Biden tell this in the years to come. And he will be like, y'all remember that day yeah. as I rode into Galveston and I signed <laughs> that. Uh, and they'll be like, no, no, Joe, you didn't. Joe, you didn't do that. <laughs> yes, know, I did. That, that Granger. Like he <laughs> went. Yeah, <laughs> like he went to an HBCU. He, he will be the one who set the slaves free in 2021. <sighs> they'll be like, no, but they actually weren't in slavery then sad part oh, is oh, he they, probably they, really will believe it they, i know and i, I and i probably I shouldn't joke <laughs> i shouldn't joke about that but <sighs> i will tell you though i will tell you the people who lie in wait mm-hmm. to be able to have this conversation and to create divisions and to to sustain tension we as followers of the lord jesus christ we need to be able to rush into that fray with the truth Amen. we need to be able to talk about the the feeling of being free and having freedom secured for you, but not being able to walk in it like not Mm. free, but you're, but you're living as if you're still in slavery, right? Like what kind of perfect um, opportunity? My goodness. (laughs) Oh man. That's, that's what I think of. Mm -hmm. Like that's what comes to my mind that we, we were all the enemies of God. Look at what the apostle Paul wrote to the Ephesians. And I've been thinking about this for a few days here, but, um, Ephesians chapter two says, and you were dead in your trespasses and sins in which you formerly walked according to the course of this world, Mm -hmm. according to the prince of the power of the air of the spirit that is now working in the sons of disobedience. And I, one time I I did a study on this, like the, the course of this world, it's almost sort of like a train on a track that it just goes around and around and around. It's like a circuit. Mm. This course indicates like a circuit. So everybody just doing, everybody just doing the same thing, being the objects of God's wrath, just doing the same thing, living in the same type of rebellion. But what happens? Someone steps in to mm. change our situation. Amen. Jesus Christ's death, burial, and resurrection is totally sufficient for our justification to set us free from that circuit to take us off of that path where we're going around and around and around, which means several things, by the way, chief first foremost, it means that we have been reconciled to the one who made us. Mm. The relationship with God was severed through Adam. And from then on, boom, severed. But because (laughs) of Jesus Christ, right? Successfully reconciling us to God. Now that, that relationship is restored. 
we have every right. I can't, I can't think of any reason why we as Christians, whatever the shade of your skin is, I can't think of any reason why Christians would shy away from talking about Juneteenth. Now you might do a little bit of like searching and you might do a little bit of researching so that you understand what happened. But once you understand what happened, you don't allow mainstream media or the little echo chambers that you may exist in to tell you, well, that's not a conversation for you. I'm like, man, you take every opportunity to make much of Christ. If you want to talk about what it is to be set free, man, it's one thing to be set free here and now, but then to eternally still be in chains. Mm. Like we need to know the one who eternally sets us free and let's make much of him. Amen. All right. Aaron, the Addison's American Family Radio. We'll take the break and be right back. Bill Thorne's where my crown was. I'll be weak, but I'm alive from the dust until dawn. Cause I got sweet victory Nobody can take it from me Sweet victory Cause I got sweet victory yeah. Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. Really do appreciate you listening. We'll open the phone lines. What are your thoughts? Like, is there is there, um, is there a missed opportunity here in the discussion of Juneteenth? Have you thought about this at all? Has it occurred to you? Have you, you know, had some ideas, some thoughts about this that you felt like people were overlooking even in the, the national discussion? And you could kind of go back to 2021. I was aware and we kind of would touch on it and then move on because some of the conversations is so obvious to me that people are trying to divide. It's so obvious mm-hmm. to me that people are trying to perpetuate victimhood. Yes. That, you know, my message to to the Lord's bride is, man, let's return to God's word. Mm-hmm. Let's see what's happening in the culture and let's rush in with that truth. Amen. Like Amen. let's 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 not shy away from that. Let's not allow people to tell us this is your position because this is how you vote. Mm-hmm. So this <laughs> th- we know that this is what you're going to say. Like I I feel like some of us as Christians need to <laughs> To be like, man, you don't know me. Like, you know, <laughs> unless they know God's word, then hopefully, yes, then yes, then you can you can presume what I'm going to say because you're familiar with God's word. But I want to get your take on it. 888-589-8840. Uh, the topic of the conversation is we should talk about Juneteenth. It's it's an incredible opportunity um, that I think is missed by so many Christians. And it, at least in the last three years because it was celebrated in 2021, 2022, mm-hmm. and now here in 2023, I think with the national attention that's been given to it and, and more people finding a reason to yeah. celebrate, right? Yeah. Um, I think there's an opportunity here that we should not miss. You know, I think it's very important that we do exactly what we're talking about here, like see the opportunity for the gospel in this, um, because it's it's basically taking uh, this and, and, and looking at it spiritually mm-hmm. minded. Like, you know, yeah. because they, like you said, they want you to, uh, have a certain response. That response may be don't say anything because you know, or it may be just say what we're saying. Mm-hmm. But man, we don't do that. We take it to the Word of God, and 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 this this is a great opportunity where the enemy will want to bring in division to to show how the love of Christ is displayed, you yeah. know, and how uh, for freedom He set us free, like real freedom like spiritual Amen. freedom Amen. like freedom Eternal for our freedom. souls you know that's right and uh, i think we have to think like this on a whole host of issues like that has been kind of turned to to be something that is not yeah get you know go to the truth in it 
the truth of God's word yeah. and say, this is what it really is. This is what we should be looking at. And this is the opportunity right here for me to share what God has done. Amen. I think there are advantages that the Lord allows for us to um, to utilize these advantages, right, mm-hmm. in the advancement of his kingdom. And and I think if we if we were more discerning and not just caught up in what the culture is doing, like if mm-hmm. we existed in almost like an otherworldly state, what I, what I mean by that is that if we were more kingdom minded, and and we thought about wait this is a this yeah. is an opportunity I want to I want to be ready to talk about this like if if somebody says something about Juneteenth I want to have a working understanding about this because I want to be able to present the gospel out of this conversation I want to I want to be able to agree where I yeah. can agree yeah so that I can be winsome without compromise yeah. right I want to agree where I can agree I want to be winsome but not unto myself. Like I don't, I don't just want people to like me. I want people to know Jesus. Like I I want them to wrestle with this thought of like, man, what, what, what would it feel like to be free, but still enslaved? Well, let's, let's talk about that Mm. because there are a great many people who are living in that state right now. Freedom has been secured for you, but, Mm. but, you're still in slavery. Like you're still a slave to sin. You're still in bondage. You're still in chains and you don't have to be. And so now, I mean, there, listen, I'm tempted to say perfecter. Okay. I'm just, I'm not going to say it. I'm not, but uh, there's, I just can't imagine a more perfect opportunity um, than what is right in front of us. And we have these current events that, that pop up all the time Mm. that we just ignore because, and I'm going to say it again and then we'll go to the phone lines. Because we've been told what we get to talk about in culture. And sometimes I think we're not spiritually minded. Like we're so yeah. wrapped up in what's going on like really in the world that our yeah. minds are not even trained to see those opportunities, I think. And that's, yeah. that's sad. Like, and just to, I, I want to run back to this real quick before we go to the phone lines. Just this, this idea, because the conversation is that the federally recognized holiday of Juneteenth is the black people's 4th of July. I think... Every American, whatever your your culture, your ethnicity is, needs to stand up and say no, because you're not an American. Do you understand if you don't have July 4th? Mm. Like if you if you don't have a celebration of independence that where you are becoming a nation. okay, where you like then you're you're an African. (laughs) What like you're like where what? Like, how do you and I wrote, man, I wrote an article a few years ago that there is no black American culture without America. Mm. Do I I, I wish that people would understand that, like, you know, people want to get back to like their African roots. And and that's fine. I understand that. Or Haitian roots or, you know, all of these. But do you understand what happened in America that you've got these people who are not they don't still have all of the African culture that they came here with, but they are not like really fully invested in American culture because they're seen as second class as mm-hmm. other. So mm-hmm. they develop this unique culture that exists. And, and, and that has been exported all around the world. <laughs> like, like what, like what is soul food? Like, what is that? It's, it's a mix of all of the cultures coming together and putting their meals on the table. Like, I think if we could have those kinds of conversations and say, okay, I, I'm not allergic to that. Mm-hmm. I don't have to be afraid to talk about that. Then I think it, 
<laughs> makes us a little more well understood yeah. in the culture that we're living in. Anyway, let's go to the phone lines. 888-589-8840. Will the Great, where do we go? All right, let's go to Lisa in Tennessee. Hi, Lisa. Hey, you guys get my wheels turning all the time in my head with your conversations. <laughs> I hope that's good. Like, ah, there's a question. But, I mean, I get what you're saying about you're already, you know, you're free in Christ, but people want to live within their slavery because of their sin. But my question even went further back than that, and I was, like, thinking from where the slaves actually originated from. Had they already had the opportunity to hear the gospel? Or did they hear the gospel after they were brought to America as slaves mm. and then realized that the freedom they had within Jesus already, even before they were set free? You understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah, that's a great question. <laughs> yeah. And I think that would vary depending on the exposure. But mm-hmm. largely, the gospel was received in America. Mm-hmm. Largely, the gospel was received in America. And, and the truth of the gospel came to bear witness on those who were enslaved, came to bear witness on their heart. There was something that's very interesting when you read about... Um, African-American history and you read about uh, the slaves as they received the gospel, even as the word of God was being abused, as the word of God was, as as our brother Abraham says, uh, there was great violence done Mm. to the word of God by slave owners. There were ministers and teachers of God's word who arose among the slaves who would teach one thing in the presence of the slave masters because they knew that's what they wanted. Slaves obey your masters. This right ad nauseum, Mm. like just that kind of thing. But at the same time, when it was just them that they would teach, this is God's word. There really is a day coming that we are going to be with him again. (laughs) And the truth of God's word. Now, how does that happen except that the Holy Spirit really comes to fill someone? That the, that the Holy Spirit really is the teacher so that the word of God can be understood and even be taught in a context where you really have the, the spread of the word of God through memorization mm-hmm. because you have illiterate slaves. So you've got one who's been taught to read a little bit here and there and then teaches that to someone else and they memorize it and they're teaching it. But what is God doing? If we could, so to our sister Lisa's point, and, and maybe this is not the point, but this is what I gather from your question How is the Lord building his church? Do we see the sovereignty of God? And I understand that people hate when people say this, and I I get why. Mm -hmm. But may we see the sovereignty of God in the transatlantic slave trade. Mm -hmm. And for the people who say, I can't believe you would say that, then, then are you also offended that I see the sovereignty of God in the enslavement of Israel for 400 years? Are you also offended that I see the sovereignty of God as Joseph is sold into slavery? What am I saying? I'm saying that God is God, that he now God is not condoning man's sin and wickedness. And he is not leading them in that. But we see the sovereign hand of God working through that and through that. God is building his church through that. God is building his kingdom so that we get to the part in Revelation where we all shout. Right. Because you've got every nation, Mm. every tribe and every tongue represented. Please understand that ethnicity and please understand that culture and the diversity and the way that we look, that this is not a result of sin and the fall. But the expressions of it now have been corrupted because of sin and the fall. Mm -hmm. But when you understand and behold how great your God is, that in the DNA of Adam and Eve, our original parents, 
God put the makeup for all of these different looks <laughs> that you see on the face of the earth. Yes. Now, now listen, that's if you believe that. You see, I believe that that's not just something I want to teach my kids. Right. right. That's something that I really believe. I believe that in the greatness of God, he put in those two people all of the different makeups that you see, all of the different looks and the skin shades mm -hmm. that you see in this world. I believe that in the sovereignty of God, he did that. Amen. All right. So let's go back to the phone lines. 888-589-8840. Will the Green. All right. Let's go, go to uh, Jerry in Texas. Hi, Jerry. Hey, brother, sister. Uh, so uh, same thing, kind of on the Juneteenth. I'm in Texas, obviously, so I know a little bit of the history of it um, just north of Galveston. Mm -hmm. okay. uh, but, I mean, I grew up in Mississippi and, and Louisiana. But so if to the point that you were making, if – Juneteenth is the black person's July 4th. What does that make the Battle of New Orleans for the people that are from New Orleans? Uh -huh. right. yeah. same, same kind of difference because mm -hmm. that word was delayed as well and did mm. not Jackson fight a battle? I mean, it's American history. That's and right. it all, we're all, to my point is, is this, we're all still enslaved. We all pay taxes. We're all in debt to something. <laughs> We're slaves. The Bible tells us that who Jesus sets free is free indeed. Amen. It's I'm glad you included chain that. That's broken that isn't just to this world. And so when I talk to people of other ethnicities, as you rightly pointed out, I tell my kids race is a concocted word mm. by Marxists. Mm -hmm. We are only ethnical or tribal in our colors alone. And as you just said, it's all from Adam and Eve, no matter mm -hmm. what. Mm -hmm. We don't look at people that way. We yeah. don't teach that. I don't teach that in Sunday school in sixth grade. I teach we are all one blood because mm -hmm. that's who we are. Amen. Amen. If you go that's to the right. hospital, you can't give a red blood. And so I'm going <laughs> to let you go. I love you guys. Keep God bless you, brother. Thank that's you. so good. Thank Man, you. listen, I, I had a conversation. This was so sweet. I, I met a gentleman in the grocery store. And, um, and you know how you just start talking to people and before long you realize that you're both like real believers, mm -hmm. you know, and this gentleman happened to be white. And I'm telling you that because it's important to the story. And so as we were talking and just that common Christian, like kind of saying goodbye, it was like brother and sister. Like once mm -hmm. you realize that you're really in the family of God and he said something that I hadn't heard before that I thought was so sweet. He said, he said, you're my sister. He said, but you know, you're also my cousin, you know, talking about the <laughs> descendants of Noah. Like if, if you think about mm -hmm. that and, and, and how God repopulated this world through Noah and his family, like mm -hmm. that's, I mean, that's, it's neat for us wow. to understand. And this is what it is to have a biblical worldview, to really agree with God. Yes, this is what you did. Mm -hmm. I, I agree that this is what you did. And now we live like it. All right. Amen. Let's go back to the phone lines. Where are we going? All right. Let's go to Barbara in Texas. Hi, Barbara. Hi, uh, Will and Nancy. I'm a first-time caller. I have a North Carolina phone number, but I live in Texas. I was born and raised in Texas. I'm almost 70 years old. We have always celebrated Juneteenth. We did not need it to be made a national holiday. Mm -hmm. uh, in my city, little town in West Texas, we celebrated it as a religious holiday. We invited the entire community mm -hmm. to come and celebrate Juneteenth. Oh, and Barbara. It was a time of singing. Yes. Uh huh. That's singing, great. No. God mm. Because the point is, is that the word was gotten. Everybody celebrate. We, we would have a big dinner and people could come and get plates and sing and fellowship and people had barbecues in their yard, but everybody took 
a part of it. It wasn't made anything political mm-hmm. or somebody with an agenda. The agenda should be Jesus Christ and how he has made us all free in Christ. Oh, that's so beautifully wow. said. Like I, I wish I wish that the phone line was a little bit clearer. I because it's just a little bit muffled, but what I gathered from what Barbara was saying is that they celebrated Juneteenth. It was a huge celebration of prayer and, and coming together, but it was not political and it didn't need to be a national holiday for it to be celebrated. Mm. If, if is that what you were gathering yeah. from that as well? Yeah. No, and I think, man, she's absolutely right. You can see when people want to put their hands in something and it's for a nefarious purpose. Right. You can see that they always turn it to create division that's right. that's rather right. than unity. Right. And I think that's what's happened with Juneteenth becoming a federal holiday. It's not something that like everybody is now free to celebrate. It's one of those things that everybody is divided over. Mm. And that's unfortunate. We're out of time. Until tomorrow, Lord willing. God bless. <laughs>